Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, last week was one of those Sundays I drove home and I felt like I didn't, I needed to finish more, so... We're going to look at a second aspect or the second part of wisdom. And today, I want us to look at what to apply wisdom to. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for worship. We thank you for how we come together on first day of the week and we praise you and we thank you for, we're just reminded of our salvation Reminded no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, that you give us hope. Lord, we're thankful, so thankful that your word that we can open up any day of the week and you guide us through this life in Jesus' name. Amen. It is amazing how, how fast our world has changed. You know, I was thinking, uh, and you've, I'm sure I've experienced this too, but if you think about how many, you know, I, I probably got, not woe is me or whatever, but I probably got about, I don't know, five Christmas cards in the mail, you know? Like, oh, no, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying, how many Christmas cards did you get in the mail? Isn't it different? Do you remember if you're old enough growing up, you know, you just, you know, those two weeks before Christmas, you'd run to the mailbox, you know, a mailbox, you know, you had an actual mailbox at your house and you would run out and it would almost be like stuffed full. You know, I remember you'd put them all over the, uh, the entryway of the hallway, you know, and you just kind of have that. Time has changed so much. And, and in so many ways, you know, uh, you know, you get on me because I have this five-minute rule about Christmas time and everything about what I do at my place. Like I have a five-minute rule when it comes to putting Christmas decorations up that you got to be able to put it up in five minutes, take it down in five minutes, or I don't do it. So it's real easy. I'm telling you, I mean, you know, you, you're going to find out someday. You're going to think I'm not that dumb. So i why, why, you know. Anyways, but everything, it just, how fast we're into, and it just seems like we, we can never catch up. The way that we catch up is that we understand not only do we ask the Lord for wisdom, but where do we apply that wisdom to? And the Lord gives us an understanding as we talked about last week, you can't get any other way. I'm going to even prove that to you more through God's word. But when it comes to right now, what we're living in, in our world, in our society, in the Middle East, and everything that's going on, I want us to look at a reference that God gives us in his word to really understand where we are and how you and I are, are one up on the world. In First Chronicles, it's in the Old Testament. You can see it on the screen. There was always a threat, and so much more always has been, but we can't really relate 
what would happen in the Old Testament, what would happen is you see a lot of the old uh, movies on television and, and the warrior movies and the uh, ages movies of the European times thousands of years ago in the war. There was always a threat that another nation was going to take you over. Exactly really what we're living in today, but we can't really relate with, with what went on years ago. And David was showing us how that his, his kingdom was being built more and more and, and God was building his kingdom. And he was showing us in First Chronicles chapter 12, he gives us an insight to some of those in his army. And he says, in, or God's word tells us in First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. Of the sons of Issachar, who had an understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. Let me read the first part again. Of the sons of Issachar, who had an understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. An understanding of the times, they had wisdom on what Israel was facing. And because they saw the landscape of war, they knew what decisions to make. You know, as we look at history, I, I, I enjoy looking at biblical history and tying it into to what we're living in in the United States. It's interesting to, to know how the Lord is so watched over Israel. And even up to recent years, 50, 60, 70 years ago. Did you know that the way Israel became a nation again? So there's not an argument about that when it comes to, you know, which is a whole other uh, message. You know, well, Palestine is not really Israel and, and, and so on and so forth. And we see all this debate today, which I'm going to bring in a message in the, in the near future. But Israel was always that land years and years ago. Genesis chapter 12, and we look at the book of Genesis, God promised them that land and so much more around it. But here's the key to that. The key to see how God is so amazing and what he wants to do and help you also in your life to understand biblical history and war history that we can actually go back just recently as much as World War II. We saw what happened at the Holocaust and when at the end of the war and the president at the time, Harry Truman, and all those realized the horrific things that had been done to those that were the Jewish people in the Holocaust, that, he, that there was a debate going on. At the time, there was a president. President was Harry Truman. Because of all this took place, he went back, he went to the United Nations and went back and forth and they were talking about what should we do? We said, well, we should give them their land that was once theirs. And it says, they debated, what name should we call it? And they went back and forth and back and forth. Not like now where the United, Nation, or the United States doesn't have the power.
power that we once had. But Harry Truman says, well, it was once called Israel. Let's just name it Israel again. And that's how Israel got to be Israel again. But here's the key. I want you to get this. Two things. One, Isaiah 66 tells us. It's so amazing to see history open right up before us from the Bible up to now. It says, can a nation be born in a day? It talks about Israel and how that in one day they were, Israel was named Israel again. It's right there in the book of Isaiah which happened right at the end of World War II. But the reason that it happened, Harry Truman's mom taught him the Bible, and he remembered what she taught him, what she read to him about God's people, the Jewish people, and how that this land belonged to Israel. And that's why he did what he did. Do you see how important it is for us to teach new believers, for us to teach kids and grandkids and all the people that we know and how, because you never know how and who is going to affect someone in a great way that could change a nation. You and I have the unique look into what is happening in our world as a believer. God says that you have an understanding. We can look at everything that's taking place in the Middle East. You know, the Bible talks about, the Bible's quote, if I can say it in this way, 2,500 times Israel is mentioned in the Bible. 800 times Jerusalem is mentioned. There is no coincidence in that. So when we see, why am I saying all this? I'm saying all this to show you where we are in our world today. That where we are at the place, we're getting closer and closer to the Lord coming back. That being said, that should change the way that you look at whatever's happening in in, in your world right now. We should be looking at knowing that we are living in a time of the end. And to knowing that if we have this thing called artificial intelligence now and uh, chat, GPT, uh, and all the different things that go along with artificial intelligence, that's how the Antichrist is going to use all of that with the end times. We are living in a time that is that we have never lived in before. By me saying this, you should have an understanding of knowing when you hear something like that, when you read and when you see it on the computer or, or, or on television or whatever you're seeing, even, isn't it even kind of foreign for me to say television today? I mean, it just kind of sounds weird instead of saying your iPhone or your computer. But that's where we're at. That shows us, and that's what I want you to see today, take and apply the wisdom that God has given you as a believer and to look at the world and what we're living in and to know that we're living in the end times. What does that do? Let's tie that in. When we see where we're at and see what is taking place and we apply it, well, let's see what it, what it does. Well, look over in the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 15 through 21. Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 15 through 21. I'm going to break this down as we read this. Ephesians 1:15 Therefore I also after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints 
do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. You know, sometimes you wanna, when you write someone or you want to text someone, something, those are great two verses to send. They say, hey, I'm praying for you. You know, you know what this verse says? I, and you send that to them. I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. And that's what the apostle is saying here. I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. I think about you often, I, and you're in my heart. I want you to know that. And he says he's writing to those brothers and sisters in Christ in verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. Let's bring in last week. Give to you the spirit of wisdom. Remember we talked about last week? You can have an unbelievable amount of book sense. You can have a way of doing things that... Other people can't do it any other way. But when it comes to wisdom, when it comes to wisdom, there's a spirit involved. It comes from heaven. And only believers have it. Think about that. This world, when, if someone's not a believer, they do not have the spirit of wisdom. What you and I have, God's saying, I just want to remind you, and he's telling, and he's writing it through the apostle, I want you to know that I've given you something so unique that all you have to do is ask me for it. Ask me for it. It is amazing what God will do. And we talked about that last week, how important it is to continue to ask the good Lord for wisdom every day. It, it, I'm telling you, it will change your life. And when we apply it, God's saying, I want to give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Here's what's important. I want you to... Do you know that if you are willing to ask the Lord for wisdom on a consistent basis, do you know, please don't miss this, do you know that the Lord is going to reveal something that you need to see today or tomorrow if you're willing? If you're willing to say, because it, you, you already have the Holy Spirit living within you. He's going to give you that wisdom through this. So as long as we pick it up and look at it, he's going to reveal something that is so unique. If you have, if you have, uh, if you grew up with siblings, if you, if you did, each sibling within that family, there was something different about that child. And mom and dad knew how to raise you different than them. The same, but different. And that's the same what the Lord is telling us. You are his child. And you are unique to him. Not the, the person next to you or the other side of you. You are so unique. He knows exactly what you need. In the spirit of wisdom, we can actually apply the word of God to our life. And he's going to reveal. Revelation means to reveal. The last book of the Bible, Revelation, reveal. He's going to reveal something to you that you didn't know yesterday. That is amazing to me. I'm always amazed every time when I ask the Lord for wisdom that when he comes through, it's just like, man, Lord, I, I, I can't believe you just showed me that. And when it is amazing 
when you start to pattern your life with that spirit of wisdom. So to know that it's a revelation that you will have in the complexity of this world and your life that we face, God's going to give it to you. Let's continue. It says the spirit of wisdom and a revelation in the knowledge of what? In the knowledge of what you're doing at work or in the knowledge of it? No, in the knowledge of him. See, God knows everything. I say it again. God knows everything. And he knows everything that you're going through. So if we go to him and we look to him, he's going to help us in whatever we're facing. Let's bring it home to our daily life. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened. Now, when all this starts, we're going to start to see things in a different way. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. I've said this once. If you've attended our church for years, you've heard me say this. Yeah, it used to be years ago. You know, got to have a college. Don't get me wrong. I get, you know, emails and I don't want to get yelled at and all this and that. Okay. Here's where I'm going with this. You know, you got to have that college educate. Don't tell my son he doesn't need to go to a college or my daughter. She doesn't need to. College is not for everybody. I want you to get that. The hope of the calling that God has for, when you know and you align God and the purposes of what he wants for your life, he's going to show his calling on you. And, and sometimes we, we flounder in that. But when you know without a doubt, it's not about where you're at, what college you're at, where you're going. No, it's about God has a, something only you can do. And you know what's so difficult? Why, why so many young people today are so misguided. They don't know what to do. You know why? Because they're not being raised in church. And by not being raised in church, they're not being guided on this path to know that, hey, I, I know if I just keep going the way I'm going, God's got a plan for my life. I want you to know I don't care where you're at. I don't care what's happening in your right life right now. If you continue to ask the Lord for wisdom, he will take you in the path that you need to go. When we try and figure it out ourselves, I'm telling you, every time we're going we're gonna to mess it up. Every time. God's saying the hope of his call. When you put him involved in what you feel that you need to do in this life, I'm here to tell you, you can't lose. You know, you're, you're laughing at me last week or the week before. I, you know, I went, over, <laughs> I went over to our new building. We're all getting excited. Things, so many different things are getting done. And, and everybody's working and doing, getting all this stuff done. And they're doing the paint and doing the drywall and all this different work done. And I, and I just turned around and left. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I, I, I can't, you know, you might be able to put a ball in my hand and I could do something. But don't put a hammer in my hand. Please, because I am going to ruin it, whatever. <laughs> and it's so amazing to me because everybody, it, it, you know, I was just standing there watching so many different people do, do things last week. And I thought, it is amazing how God has gifted everyone in a different way. That's why we're called the body of Christ. We all work together. 
It's amazing to me. What I'm here to tell you today, what I hear I want you to know, that God has a calling on your life. And when you put him in the middle of it, there's always hope. There's always hope. You know, it, it, it's so many times that I, I've seen different people in, in different times in their life, and it seems like they're frustrated, and all of a sudden, God kicks it into gear, and it all comes together. What I'm saying in the meantime is to know, let God enlighten your life. Now, in the meantime, he doesn't say for us to sit there. What he's saying for us, we need to sit down. Listen to careful what he says. And what is exceedingly greatness of his power towards us who believe. Did you believe what I just said? Are you willing to believe without a doubt where you are in your life that God can work anything out? Are you willing to believe? God created the the whole world. I mean, are we willing to believe on his power? Here's what the devil wants to do in your life. Does it all the time. Bible says the closer we get to the Lord coming back, the devil will accuse you more that you're worthless. Did you get that? Did you feel that way some way, somehow this week? We all did some way. You're no good. You can't do this. You're never going to achieve this. Uh, look at this other person over here. They look how, God wants you to know the closer that we get and we are closer to the Lord coming back, that the devil, when he sees his time and running short as is, says he is an accuser of the brethren. You're going to think, you're worthless. You're going to think that you can't do anything. And God's saying what we're able to do is by any aspect of our life, the way we live is by his power. That power runs through us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works when we read his word and it pops back in our life and it gives us the wisdom that we need. And we apply it and where you need it, wherever it is. All you have to do, I'm not here to tell you it's going gonna, it's gonna to work tomorrow. I'm here to tell you if you continue on that path, that God is going to work it out. And you fill in the blank right now where that is. Let's, let's finish up here in just a minute. What he worked, he's given us example that power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. God gives us an example here. Quit fighting life. He's saying, I give an example. Jesus finished it on the cross. And when he finished it on the cross, he sat down at the right hand of his father. What the Lord wants you and I to know today, in your life, in your mind, 
in your spirit. You're driving your car. You're trying to figure it out every which way imaginable. You lay awake at night. You can't figure it. You're fighting it. God's saying, I want you to rest. I want you to sit next to me. Doesn't mean that we keep doing all the things that we have to do. What it does mean, we apply that wisdom that he's given us in such faith of knowing he's got it handled. And by applying it to him and giving it to him, all right, Lord, I don't see it. But some way I know you're going to work this out. You got it figured out, so I'm going to rest. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to rest in my mind and in my spirit. That's what he means by that. Doesn't mean by we just stop everything we're doing. What he's here to tell you today for you to hear, he's here for you and I to know that he wants us to apply his wisdom to whatever we're facing because we are living in unprecedented complexity of time that we're, it's so complex what we're living in. It says a perplexity of nations. In other words, you cannot figure out what we're living in in our world. Nations are completely confused. I really believe with what many theologians are saying today. We don't know when the Lord's coming back. But I do believe what many are saying today. And that is that without a doubt, the Antichrist is probably alive and well. Whether he's 15, whether he's 30, whether he's 40. I don't know. And when he's going to reign, I don't know. I just do know that we are that close. We are at a time that he is probably living somewhere in this world. And the devil is preparing everything. That's how close we are. So that being said, if you and I can look in the Middle East or we can look at our border or we can look at the mess that so many things are in today, all the things are, that our world is crying out for leadership. That is where we see all this. That we look to the Lord and say, Lord, I see what we're living in. I, but Lord, I know I have hope. I have hope in you. And I've shared with you, I don't know how many times, which we're seeing getting ready to happen. Hopefully in six or seven weeks, we're going to be moving into a facility that's truly a miracle. It's truly been given to us. It is a miracle. And we talked about it for years. But we're basically going to be moving in close to the 10th year of our church. Now, what if all of you just decided, well, I think we're just going to go to some comfortable church somewhere. It has, you know, beautiful buildings and not desert on the wall with our hookahs and the camels and how many times have we talked about that? Oh, geez. How many times? It's all been good. It's been a great place for us to meet in. Well, you just would get I want to be part of it. You have been a part of watching God do what only he could do. Now, how many times are I going to say this in your life? All you have to do is ask him for wisdom and not quit. You're seeing a miracle come right before you. And how many times the Lord has done that? From what he's given us 
to the amazing offering that you guys gave to, to do all the things that we're doing over there right now. One thing after another after another. But it's been a while. But I want you to know, I want you to know that God makes your path smooth, even though it might take longer than what you think. He makes your path smooth when you ask him for wisdom because wisdom is from him and he puts it in your spirit and he shows you the next step. So it's not as difficult. What the Lord wants you to know today, if he's done this for us as our church, where is it? It's your job. It's you personally. It's your family. Wherever you fill it in, wherever it might be, where you need some answers. And you know what? He gives it to us. He wants you to sit down and rely on him. He wants you to see him. When we see Jesus, we have hope. And we have hope knowing it might take a little bit longer than what we think. But we don't quit. We don't give up. Knowing that we just continue to ask him, Lord, you tell me in your word, if I ask you for wisdom, you, you'll give me as much as I need. And it's right here. So I close with this. Where is it today? Do you need some answers. It's right here. Spirit that he will give you. In this world that we see a mess from every angle and every country and every way. They're saying at any one time there are 40 wars going wrong across our world at any one time. You just don't hear about them from Africa, from all over the place. I want you to know this also can be exciting times. Listen to me as I close with this. That you will not get burnt out. Why? Because you've decided once you've asked the Lord for wisdom and you're going to keep doing what you're doing. Jesus gives us an example. He already fought the ultimate battle, the war on the cross of Calvary. And he says, I'm going to sit down by my Father in heaven. He wants us to he says to sit down beside him. He wants us to rest in our faith and so believe that he's coming through, that you're not going to spend sleepless nights. You're going to be so preoccupied when you're driving your car. You're going to be tuned into conversations that people have with you because you've prayed about it. The Lord's going to come through some way, somehow. Doesn't mean it's not going to be difficult. Or it might take a while. Like thus, like this. But man, the day that we walk through that new building, what are you going to say? <laughs> it's been worth it. It's been worth it. Every time we see God come through, we've asked him for wisdom, and we've applied that wisdom and we waited on him. And when he comes through, you know what we say? Man, Lord, I wanted to do this. I wanted to stop. I wanted to go another way. I want to do it this way. And man, the way you did it was perfect for me. And that's who he is. Let him do what only he can do in your life. Let him do it. 
Let's pray. As our heads are bowed today and where is it that you, as we looked at last week and, and today, where, where is it that you need that wisdom? Take it. I I'm, I'm challenge you to apply it. Doesn't mean it's not going to be work. Doesn't mean it's not going to be difficult at times. But if you're willing to do what it takes, God will come through. Because you're his child. As you're watching here today, as we have so many, and we just want you to know that maybe you're watching from the outside and God's knocking on the door of your heart wondering how can I get this what Dallas has talked about today I don't have that spirit I, I, don't, I don't I don't feel that presence of the Lord I don't, I don't even know how to talk to him I want you to know all you have to do is first believe what God says in his word what he says is for whosoever that's you that's me that's all of us. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a free gift. The Holy Spirit, while you're tuned in, while you are listening, is he's, he's talking to you right now. And all you have to do is first believe, then trust. See, once you believe, then you trust him with your life by praying that prayer with me, that sinner's prayer. Would you, would you, you want to find heaven as your home? You want to find an easier way to get through this life by trusting him. Give him all your life. Pray with me right now. Jesus, I don't understand everything, but I, I do believe you died on the cross for me. Jesus, right now, I confess and I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. I know you died on that cross for me. Jesus, will you forgive me for my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness? I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you. I thank you for City Church. I thank you for, Lord, this team that comes in early every Sunday, month after month, year after year, three hours, Lord, before the service, and all because they know there's a purpose, there's a higher calling. So, Lord, only heaven will tell us all that this fellowship is done someday in heaven. So, Lord, we thank you. And, Lord, right now, if there's anyone here, may a friend bring a friend or a family member. And, Jesus, they can, they can pray with me, and I can show them the same way to heaven as those that prayed right now. Lord, we ask it in your name, in Jesus' name. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. 
And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get it our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.